But a very good morning to you. Welcome back, Heels. Thanks, Paddy. That yeah, was nice the Ian's lunch. Oh, the Ian's lunch. Very, very good. <laughs> very good. The venue was excellent for mm-hmm. a start. I got there a touch early because I could. Mm. And uh, they weren't even serving when I got there. <laughs> and then uh, in they flooded. About, you know, 25 was the, the guest list of Ian's. Uh, Hello. Well, 24 Ian's and Hutchie. Well, reveal who was. We call him Big Ian now. <laughs> Big Ian is Craig Hutchie. Well, he's the boss. We call him it, yeah. whatever he wants yeah. us to call him. Uh, no, the two reveals, the two reveals for the Ian lunch. Two blokes who go out of their way not to call themselves Ian. Mm-hmm. So there was, a, there was a bit of a faction in the group that sort of said, <laughs> well, next year we're going to get a bloke, that an inductee that wants to be called Ian. Yeah. And this year it was Walter Masseur mm-hmm. and Bobby Hill. Bobby Hill, they both turned up. Bobby Hill had a family issue in the morning, so we were sort of let down, led to, be, led to believe he wasn't going to make it, mm-hmm. and that's fair enough, very understandable. Everyone thought that the detail wasn't revealed, but then Bobby was revealed. Mm-hmm. He, he made it. He made it for the last half of the of the luncheon, so it was great. Wally, Wally Masur, like, like, told a story, that, you know, and his, his family and the migration to Australia and his father, he says, your name is Walter. And but his mum's Scottish. She said he's Ian, and they just brushed Ian. <laughs> and it wasn't until he was fourteen when he had to go and get a passport, an Australian passport, because mm-hmm. he was travelling the world, about to travel with the Australian Federation Tennis Federation yeah. on some development tours. The, fourteen when he found out his real name was Ian. <laughs> it's, it's an incredible story uh, on what on what his family uh, went through, and then Bobby Hill. His grandfather and father are Ian's, and his name's Bobby because he loved watching Bob the Builder. That's it. <laughs> and his dad was a footballer. They're both uh, good. I think uh, dad's still a footballer, mm. still plays football in Northern in Western Australia where he's from. Okay. And he pesters Bobby for, can you get me some boots? Probably from Nike, you know. The, the, and he says, oh, yeah, okay, okay. And he gets him a pair of boots, gets Nike to send them over there, and he says, no, 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 I want the bright ones. He's not happy with the the ones he gets. (laughs) So did you give it to him about the grand final? Yeah, I was, yeah, they were all all over him. And I was like, mate, you were that lucky, you (laughs) you Collingwood types. And, uh, yeah, he had a a fantastic story from GWS to Collingwood and he really, really loves and spoke about uh, the the camaraderie in that dressing room at at Collingwood and what they do for the families, you know. It became quite obvious to all us older blokes that how much more you now have to do to be a successful team. Yeah. Consideration of families is very, very high on the agenda. And that's a backbone of Craig McRae, isn't it? I mean, he, he drives that. Yes. Always he, has done. And and so he he's a three-time premiership player that contributed to those premierships, not a three-time premiership superstar. Yeah. You, you know, and that's where he comes from. He knows what goes into making really happy, okay. successful, talented teams. Well, it was a day of coincidences, obviously, when we had a chat to uh, your old mate Damien Fleming on the yes. show yesterday. He was going to play golf with Ian Redpath. Redders, yeah. <laughs> and then I arrived at the, the Mud Crab Lunch uh, as a guest of Alan McGurvin, who's one of the legends of uh, radio. Um, and we, we didn't know who the guest was until uh, I looked around and there was Ian Botham. There's Beefy. So, so oh. it was a day of Ian. Shouldn't be at a mud crab lunch, Beefy. He's at a steak lunch. No, well, he, he sat down and enjoyed uh, enjoyed the afternoon. He spends a fair bit of time now. He's like a trade envoy. Yeah, yeah. so he's Lord out Botham. here on business, that, that sort of government business. Yeah. 
as well as mm. a promotional tour of mud crab lunches and dinners. Yeah, I'm pretty proud. He was, he was saying that soon it'll be possible for the youngsters, um, 18s to 35s Australians, to travel without visas between the two countries. Right, you know, eh? Without, you know, sort of unlimited travel between the two countries. So he's And really living, livability. Yeah, yeah that's exactly working. right. Mm. Unlike America, the green card. Mm. Okay. Hey, welcome to the show. We'd uh, with Hills and I just having a little chat here to start off today. Uh, Suncorp Home Resilience Open Line. We'd love you to join us. It's thirteen thirteen fifty five. Our text line is oh four six seven seven three six seven three six. They've literally just pulled the trigger at the Australian PGA. So on that Home Resilience, uh, the Suncorp Home Resilience Open Line, we'll be chatting to Jimmy Tucker as the morning goes on because he's right going on. to walk with this uh, the lead group, the marquee group this morning, Scott Smith and Ryan Fox. So that is a beauty. At 6.10? No, now. 6 o'clock they go. Oh. Uh, so they're off there. The uh, they'll be it, What it means, Hills, is they'll be the TV group tomorrow. So it's the way that we used to do it as well. So Norman, when he was playing in Australia, he'd be early on a Thursday and late. So they call mm. it early, late, late, early. And, um, and is it always this early? No, this is for daylight saving. Quite nice. So but 7 o'clock would be yeah, quite so, normal. I mean, Cam Smith, et cetera, would have had to have been up at 4. To you know, squeeze in a little breakfast, then their practice routine, get to the course, and uh, be ready to go at six o'clock. So, early start uh, for our guns out there, and uh, not too late to get out there. I mean, obviously they're going to be on the course for four and a half hours or so. Uh, So they'll be going through just after ten o'clock our time. So if you want to get out and watch the greats, or tomorrow on Friday, um, you'll be able to get out there. You know, around lunchtime, and you'll see uh, the, the. This is a hot field. It's a great field. Anyway, Jimmy Tucker is out following. He's a great friend of the show, and he said, look, give us a call a couple of times during the morning. I'll give you updates. Obviously, I'll be able to feed you updates from the leaderboard as well. Um, we're here for Burbank Homes, the builder you can trust. You can bank on Burbank Homes. And the all-new Hyundai Kona, imagined to be bold. Now, you've been um, using your contacts again. I think you've found the Bronco Skip, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Renault's going to come on. Like When we saw the celebrity list of um, in the Pro-Am and, yep. and uh, who was playing, it's it's – an extensive list. I saw Adam Reynolds was in there, mm-hmm. and he's playing with Reese Walsh and DCE. But then we rang DCE, and he said, "That's news to me." He didn't even know he was supposed to be playing yesterday. <laughs> so, so he was out. I wonder if Reese Walsh played with Reno. They were playing with Bobby McIntyre, Scottish pro, the Scottish left-hander. So we'll see how he went. He was a star at the uh, Ryder Cup, McIntyre. Yeah. Um, he's the only second European Ryder Cup player left-hander. Okay. The the first one didn't ring a bell who it was. Haven't you done your research? (laughs) I saw Kurt Capewell as well there. It was a a who's who. There was a lot of celebs. Nat Cook. Nat Cook. Yeah, she played in the third group, didn't she? She is a very good golfer. Yeah. And gives it a rip too. Yep. Very good golfer. Um, Hey, we've got a big show today. We've got uh, Mark Scaife, Supercars Ledge, is going to join us. Uh, We're heading to the season finale at the Adelaide 500. I see one of the supercars, the NASCAR heavies, is coming out to keep an eye on this round Mm. and in particular keep an eye on Kostecki. Uh, and just, uh, you know, what he can bring, I think it'll be sponsors and stuff like that. So um, Scaife will know all about that. Uh, But, yeah, basically we know it's a race in two and obviously it's heavily weighted as far to Brody Kostecki uh, to ending the, the two-year reign at the top of Shane Van Gisbergen. And, of course, Hills, it's the end of an era because Van Gisbergen leaves to go to NASCARs after after this race. Right. So, so he's going to be full-time. he come back for Bathurst, I think, won't he? Yeah, he'll, he'll get... And yeah. be that well, sort of it, secondary it, driver yeah, If he can thing. fit it into the schedule. I yeah, mean, okay. his primary aim now is to make it in NASCAR. So we'll talk to Scafie about all that. And so this is a genuine street circuit in Adelaide? Yes. Yeah, and that's what the NASCAR are interested in? Mm. 
Yeah, oh, they, they, they love the, the Aussies slash New Zealanders driving the streetcar circuits. Yes. They do really, really well over there. But they're saying, you know, maybe four races for him next year if they can f- squeeze it into Who, the Kostecki. schedule. Yeah. Okay. And, and try to do both. Well, four, yeah, yeah. Well, you can. There's breaks in the supercars um, calendar. Yeah, because the, the last race, was that Gold Coast? Yeah. Well, that it was, was ages ago. A few weeks ago, oh. yeah. What yeah. was it before Gold Coast? Bathurst. Bathurst. Mm. Only three races in about yeah. six weeks. But they said they'll, they'll maybe have a look at him on the oval circuits. We'll see. Hey, lots more as well. Uh, Lions AFLW superstar all owed to Wire is going to join us. Uh, she'll stop by as the team prepare for Geelong this weekend for a spot in the AFLW grand final. So another wonderful season for the Lions. Mm. They just keep doing it. The more they ravage our playing stocks, the better we seem to become. Uh, Minya Dupria is going to join us. She's had a great season playing for the well. week. Yeah. Playing well. Not dragging us over the line. Mm. Lately, though. Uh, and so, hopefully uh, we'll see uh, Harris double this weekend. We get Laura back, mm. and by the looks of it, she's had this calf injury virtually all season, hasn't we? haven't seen her for a while. Can't be a calf injury. No. It's got to be a nerve injury. Well, you are the chairman of the club. I mean, do you not get updates on this, on your no. players? No. <laughs> That's what I'm saying about Hamish McLennan. Know your, know your railway. Know your, your, your what do you call it, your confines. Yeah. And, you know, they don't have to tell the chairman anything. Okay. If the chairman asks, I've got to ask the CEO mm-hmm. to get a report for us, mm. and I haven't because I trust that our, our staff will be onto it, but a calf injury does not last that long. Okay. Right, well, we'll check. Uh, Nikita Zhu last night uh, is the new Australian super welterweight champ. This was the Ooh, big fight in uh, they Newcastle. They belted each other, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, it only went into the fifth round, but they gave each other some punishment. He was knocked down, Zhu, in the first round by the Bow Desert Storm, Dylan Biggs. But Zoo, uh, the little brother of Tim and son of Kostya, charged back, batted Biggs in the fourth and stopped him in the fifth. So Nikita Zoo, um, basically he knew that this was a real danger fight. It was just a hurdle. It was just a massive roadblock in my in my brain. This whole time, the as soon as I started boxing, he was essentially just like standing there as like a... It was like a wall that I had to kind of climb over and I was always looking at it. So it feels good being able to jump over that and start the next chapter of my boxing career. So? Jeez, they've got some time on their hands, the zoos, <laughs> haven't they, to think constantly about that wall. He got knocked out in sparring, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Probably four years ago, so he's only 17. Yeah. They talk about Biggs. Biggs is more experienced. Mm. They talk about him as if he's much older than he is. He's only 21. Mm. They are two ripper fighters that Australia should be parading around the world. Yeah, oh, they will. There's no doubt about that. Well, what they want to do, speaking around the world, they want to now go as uh, the the brothers double act <laughs> and they want to get to Vegas at the same time that the NRL is going to strut its stuff. Come in, Tim. You've yelled it out, Vegas, baby. Do you want to go together? You know who I'm chasing, so let's, let's get Nikita chasing one of those guys as well. And we'll bring all of Australia to Vegas. March 2nd, you know what's up. Give him Tony Harrison. <laughs> Why not? Uh, well, what was funny about that? Don't know. Well, Harrison's a very good fighter. Yeah, so but yeah, step up. Tim doesn't normally worry about that, does he? <laughs> no. It's quite interesting. He wants Jamel Charlo, obviously, but there you go. I mean, they're, they're trying to get it. The matchmakers are trying to do it for this early March time slot when uh, the four NRL clubs, uh, the Bronx and Souths, Roosters and Manly, get over there to play. In, and they're already saying there's going to be 15,000 Aussies there for the match. Um, yeah, look, if they can do a big double header fight night, it's going to be huge yeah. in Vegas. Huge.
Hey, it's just gone seven, 6.15. 6.15. Now, we'd love you to join us this morning. The Suncorp Home Resilience Open Line is open, 13.55. Lots to talk about. Uh, text line is 0467 736 As I said, we're going to keep an eye on all the way through the morning at the Australian PGA. They've literally just pulled the trigger out there with uh, Scott and Smith in the opening group. Uh, early, early start for the boys. Elvis Smiling's leaving. Is he? Yeah. Good on him. I had a yeah. chat to him the other night Only at the PGA one. dinner. Yeah. And he played one and he's tied for the lead. Good on him. <laughs> one under. He's a wonderful young man. He's going to, he's going to, he's missed the, the big card in the, uh, in the Europe but he's going to try and play. He's traded some events over there and just keep going. But uh, he's a very good talent. Uh, and, and all these kids are great. I mean, if you get if you get in Brizzy or you know, either coast, uh, you're accessible. Get down to Royal Queensland over the next four days and support them because they are the very best of the best. Remember those years. You'll, you'll remember this. A, a young Jack Newton Jr. that did well on the world stage in juniors, Nick Flanagan. Remember That's that? That's right, yeah. How big was he? And there, there he is again. He's teeing off at 6.20. Yeah. He, he's still hanging around. He he came off the highs of those couple of years and just now having to battle away. Yeah, there's plenty of good ones out there. You'll love it. It's 6.17 and Vanessa is in the studio with us. So we've got Orla O'Dwyer. Yes. The, the Irish lady. Isn't she wonderful? She's the best. Mm-hmm. Yes, we love her. Yes. And uh, she'll be oozing confidence. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I know. I mean, yeah. the Lions have been here many times before. Mm-hmm. And finished empty-handed. Well, so no, we've got one premiership. One. We've got unfinished business. We've got that much unfinished yeah, business. That's it's not right. funny. Interesting that the Cats are a team the Lions mm. have barely played. Mm. You know, the last game, was it 2021 they last played the Cats? Yeah. So, you know, it's not like Adelaide or um, Melbourne where yes. we've got long histories mm. and rivalries. Um, cats are a bit of an unknown mm. prospect, really. Sydney so. have emerged from nowhere too, haven't Absolutely. they? Absolutely. Even though they're finished for this year, but... Geelong's well, another one of them. Yes, and for Sydney to go from no wins last season to making the semis, incredible. They'll be one to watch. But, no, Lions very experienced in this arena, so can't wait to get down to Springfield on Saturday. I know. Well, hey, what's mm. happening news-wise? Okay, look, you might have just seen a few alerts come through this morning. A developing story about a vehicle explosion over in the US on the Rainbow Bridge border crossing between the United States and Canada, just near Niagara Falls there. Sources saying they are... There are fears it's an attempted terrorist attack. Two people inside that car have died. One border patrol official also injured. All four international border crossings in Western New York have now been closed as the FBI continue to investigate. So uh, that is a story just emerging uh, over the last uh, hour, really. Um, Now, something a lot lighter. Look, leading fashion designers are saying that dress codes in the office should be relaxed in Brisbane as we head into the summer months. Now, the latest livability rankings actually marked Brisbane down for our humid climate and our hot conditions. And so some are saying a new trend will be dressing for summer. They're saying men should be allowed to wear shorts with their suits. So still kind of dressing up, but that shorts should be an option. Lighter fabrics like linen, but blended with wool or silk give a classy look while um, still having a, a cooler and more casual aesthetic. You can add a pocket hanky, leather shoes, a, a linen jacket, shorts with your suit, yes or no? Oh, no, look, I'll defer to my reigning <laughs> just fashion just expert. Give your opinion, opinion, mate. No, 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 no. no I've I already made my uh, thoughts on this very clear. <laughs> I would say no as well. Okay. But, but well, you'll be sweating. Uh, unless you turn the air conditioning off yep. in the office. 
Yeah. Right? So you, you wear your shorts, you Queenslanders, you know, I'd, I think ties have gone out. Haven't they? Yeah, they have Before a lot. Before we know yes. it, like yesterday, Patty, what did you wear to the mud crab lunch? And if you were emceeing a, a formal lunch in the day, or go attending, you definitely wear a tie. Hey? But now, yeah. not so much. It's a suit jacket. Special. It's a suit mm-hmm. and an open shirt. Well, so that Queensland have done that. Yeah, uh, we haven't quite gone back to the safari suit, but no. we're going hard. <laughs> we're going hard. Space. Yeah, that's you right. May we're halfway there. See some shorts, shorts around. Yeah. And look, you might not know, we have a celebration to make today. Oh. It is the centenary of. Australian Radio. On November 23rd, 1923, was the first ever licensed radio broadcast in Australia. It was a station in Sydney. They broadcast a classical song as the very first broadcast. That recording hasn't survived, but many from the early days did, and they're part of a new exhibition at the National Film and Sound Archive. That includes comedy sketches from way back in 1926, a live call of the 1932 Melbourne Cup ah. and uh, a 1930s broadcast of a boxing match also. So um, happy birthday to radio in Australia. Yeah. Good stuff. I heard that mm. on uh, Brandy and you might have said it on the news or oh, something. no, I didn't actually. Brandy and Mossy <laughs> picked it up on it. Yeah, there you go. All right, thank you, Vanessa. At 6.21, we'd love you to join us. The Suncorp Home Resilience Open Line, 13 13 55. The text line is 0467 736 736.